welcome to the show. This is the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast show. Wait, you're really recording? I'm recording right now, as always. You see the light blinking? God see it? darn you. All right, so here we are with number episode 77. 77? 77. You sure it's not 78? No, 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 no. I think we're, I think we're at 77. 79? I think, I think I've, I've, I've counted <laughs> enough times. Wow. Uh, here we are. Here 70 we are. Epi- 70 something episodes later. How freaking crazy is this? Who I really I really don't know how we've gotten this far, but we're still I mean, here. I mean, mostly for me and my talents, you know. That's what we like to <laughs> make him believe. Please, guys, continue to send him some uh, Twitter responses and emails to make him feel good about himself. Thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, that that makes him very happy. But here we are, uh, episode seventy-seven. I am Markel. If you do not know, and if you don't know who I am, I am your love daddy of the hour, Mister Ronald. Your love daddy? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> uh, okay, nerd love daddy of the hour. The nerd love daddy of the hour. Ronnie. So I guess he. Loves you, but also reads you nerdy things like, hey, baby, what's uh, Doctor Who's sign? Like, I don't know. That seems weird. I don't know. I didn't think that one through. I don't think it thought that through. Uh, but here we are with another great episode here, and we got a couple of great uh, news. We have some news for you, as always. Uh, we also have a very special segment towards the end of our show. Uh, this is, as we record this, it is March 1st, and you may be listening to this uh Maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, depending on when you press that play button. Uh, and what we're going to talk about in WWE news uh, is a big topic, which uh, February just ended and uh, Black History Month has come to an end. Uh, but we want to <laughs> make sure. The shortest month of the year. The shortest by, month of the year. The <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but we wanted to make sure that we uh, discussed uh, the history of uh, uh, Black I, guess, I guess that's it for Black History. I mean, you know, it doesn't take place today. No, not at all. Well, we're making can't, Black History we can't, right now. We can't talk about it again till next year, February, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. We can't pay attention to any Martin Luther <laughs> King or any of that until that period of time. We're no, totally no. kidding. Um, and then uh, at the top of the hour, we're also going to talk about uh, our reactions to the Oscar winners for 2019. You know, we had our last episode in which we talked about our predictions. When I told you guys, tell me something, girl. <laughs> yeah, he continued to bring that up. And that actually did win an Oscar spoilers for that part. Yes, it um, did. It won in the shallow. Congratulations to Lady Gaga for that. And Bradley Cooper, of course. And me. See, I gave them that positive juju vibe. I, I put it juju I, vibes. I put it out there before it happened, and it happened for them. You're Speaking welcome. of juju vibes, uh, in uh, movie news, we actually have a new trailer for Hellboy. Uh, I have to say that... I know Ron Perlman is the OG uh, Hellboy from the first movie that was created for these guys, but damn if uh, this new trailer hasn't gotten me excited for the world of Hellboy. Yeah, I was. I, I watched the first one and I was like, mm, try not to be excited. I might have got a little bit of goosey bumps. Might have got a little. You bit. know what made me feel different about this one was um, one. I feel like they're diving deeper into the comics, which is great. It's close to the source material. Back when we talked to uh, Mike Mignola at. Um, Mocha Fest, Mocha Fest. Uh, last year, uh, he spoke about how deeply involved he was in this particular film and how close it is to the actual comic. And I'm starting to see it. Like I, it, it, uh, yeah, it has a darker. I feel like this one's going to be a bit darker than the the old one too. I mean, like gore wise and stuff. So Hellboy, well, he, Hellboy seems a lot more serious than Ron Perlman's. Well, he's also cursing as well. Like that's also pretty cool too. Um, I think that there's a lot more creatures. There's going to be more exploration of the different characters. Uh, hey, guess what? The characters are actually going to have accents because guess what? They're all from 
like you know across the sea, man. Like, do you think? Not- do you think it's because Mike Mola had Mike Manola has such a heavier role in this one? Like he actually wrote the screenplay for this movie. I think so. It's obvious the fact that he wrote a movie that was as close to one of his comics as he could. Uh, this one is actually based on the comic. If you want to check out the comic before the movie, before Barnes Noble puts it out as a special edition and puts <laughs> it at the front of the store, um, you can actually go to your local comic book shop and support your uh, brick and mortar. Uh, it is a uh, couple of different series that are mixed into this movie. Uh, you have BPRD. Uh, you also have um, the Red Queen, uh, which is uh, a big storyline that's yeah. in there. We're not talking about the uh, Game of Thrones here, Ronnie. Don't get too no, excited. I know. That's the uh, red. That's the red wedding. That's the red. Right wedding. Now I know Mila Djokovic is playing the. Was it the Blood Blood Queen? She looks great. I mean, I just love to see her play this like immortal entity. That's like you know, uh, you know the the, the chosen. Entity of, of being able to save some particular that sounds really familiar for Mila Djokovic. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's also kind of her return to movies because she's been on hiatus since her you know, since counting, she's finally done counting all her cash from the Resident Evil franchise. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But no, seriously, I think she she was like you know, spending time with her kids and her husband if, over the last few years. Well, if you want to check out her Instagram, she also has a trainer in which she basically does live oh, yeah. training she's, sessions. Well, on there. I I think that she's been getting herself back into shape because she's probably been at home <laughs> chillaxing for the last, you know, last several years. I can respect that. I think that's true. But definitely looking forward to it. It's one of the movies I'm looking forward to for sure uh, in terms of comic book movies uh, for 2019. This movie, this year has so many great movies back to back to back. So there's literally no rest. It's like you go straight into. Not till this fall anyway. Yeah, like it kind of calms down a little bit. But then again, you never know. There's even more stuff that's coming out that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, Coming up in just a few short days of uh, you listening to the show and a few short days of us recording it, Captain Marvel is finally coming. And we have been uh, graced with an opportunity to see a private screening of this before the general public. So thank you very much. Which we won't spoil. We won't spoil the thing, but we will give you a nice soft review of it uh, on Friday. And then a deep dive after that. I'll be like, yeah. It was amazing! It was awesome! <laughs> and it's like, okay, now for in games, the scroll is. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm gonna try my best to try to meet Brie Larson once again, so hopefully that reality will happen. Uh, that will be pretty cool. We actually did get a chance to meet her for uh, Kong Skull Island, which she was ironically in the movie with three other MCU alum. Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston as well as Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson, which she's uh, in again, and Captain Marvel. Yep, and I believe she directed him in another movie too that hasn't come out yet. I, be- I think she talked briefly about that. Uh, Remember, she directed Samuel Jackson in a movie in her directorial debut, but I don't think that movie's been released yet. I don't think it has either. Uh, more details to come on that as well. Uh, so, moving on past the Hellboy trailer, um, another trailer that was unexpected uh, was one from a very old nostalgic horror franchise uh, by the name of Critters. Blank, you remember? Uh, I'm like, Blank Man? No, no wait, <laughs> nobody wants Blank Man, Ronnie. There's no hashtag Blank Man 2 here. It's over. It's not. It's not a thing. Damon Wayans doesn't want to do it. You don't. Uh, know, you don't know that. Damon Alligator is too old. No, he is not. We we don't want to see it. Okay, so old man, blank man. <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> there you I, go. I can't even. I can't with that. Old man, blank man. What is it's, he doing? It's a different time now. 
didn't. I, I haven't know. seen Robin Givens in a while, so I'm wondering if she would be willing to to. Oh, dump. Even, I think even if they made, I not keep bringing it up about a sequel. I think that they'd all be interested in coming back if they. If I don't. They, they if, really if the storyline is it's, right, it's the original Kickass. If okay. you guys didn't know, the only way it, it's gonna work is if Tyler Perry does it. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry presents nah, Blank Man 2. No way. Tyler Perry? You know who I'd get to direct Blank Man 2? Edgar Wright. <laughs> what? Edgar Wright. Let's put a great. No, thank let's you. Let's put a giant spin on no, Blank Man you. 2. Uh, you had Blank Man jumping in cars. <laughs> nah, man. I'm looking for that Spike Lee action. Ah, oh, come on. Like a do the right thing version? Nah, that's like way too political. He's a, yeah, he's a little political and serious. But, uh, I mean, spoilers, guys, for a later conversation. Uh, Spike Lee, congratulations to him for winning Best uh, Original Screenplay for Black Klansman. That was pretty amazing. That, uh, you know, he was you know really what's excited funny about, about that? that, and I know he'd probably kick me in the nuts if he heard me say this, but he didn't win that Oscar alone. There were two other people that wrote that movie with him, but he got all the praise. I just, just wanted to point that out, that two other people who weren't even talked about won that Oscar with him. Because he's Spike Lee. I mean, that's <laughs> all you need to know. Like, you want press. They're like, yeah, Spike Lee won. I'm like, if I was the other writer on that, I'd be like, whoa, well, great. Yeah, because Spike Lee sat in a room by himself and wrote this shit. Spike Lee and some other dudes. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think congratulations to him uh, and you know many of the other winners that we're going to talk about um, in our upcoming uh, segment of the Oscars 2019 uh, winners. Wait, let me uh, let me get some Oscar music. <clears throat> Listen, we have enough in the budget to no. put a goddamn sound effect <laughs> in there. You don't need to mouth it with, you know, make the sounds, okay? Uh, with that said, uh, we're going to talk about another movie uh, moment that has occurred uh, very recently, which I don't know if we're excited about this or if we're disappointed, but Will Smith has decided to leave Suicide Squad as oh, Deadshot. Oh, no. You mean he left? I mean, the first movie was so good. Especially because... Wait, what does that cue card say? Especially because <laughs> of... Uh, I mean, Gotta read the cue card, Rodney. Gotta read the cue card. Especially because he was in it. Nah, duh. I, I'm sorry, but, you know, Suicide Squad is one of the movies I thought was the worst of the year that it came out. So, oh, wait, and he left. Let's put the quotation fingers. He left due to scheduling issues. Yes, quotation <laughs> fingers. Scheduling, scheduling issues. His busy schedule did not allow him to return it to a piece of shit. doesn't have anything to do with it being terrible. But, I mean, I, I do have a little bit of faith in the in the sequel because, you know, I know they, they're getting James Gunn to write and direct it. So that's probably going to help bring it up. To me, I feel like um, we're going to wind up with a, a, a DC universe that is going to be a little bit more fun. I think that movie will be a little bit more fun. They tried to have some fun, but the movie was just too dark and gritty and just just not right. The tone was just all over the place Speaking for that movie. Speaking of DC for just for one second, that Birds of Prey trailer, man, it they they had they hooked me. I'm like they put people in that movie that I like, and then that trailer just gives you so much of nothing that it makes me so intrigued to want more. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, I didn't really say How do you call it a trailer? It's just a bunch of people dancing around. That, that, my friend, was definitely a teaser trailer. It didn't give you anything except they showed a bunch of images of different people and then Harley Quinn smiling in my face. I'm like, come on! I'm sorry, why are you excited about this? I'm excited because uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein is in that movie, and I'd watch her drink water for two hours, so... (laughs) 
you have a serious problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just a huge fan of hers. So. I'm okay with that. I, I, I think I will. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, fortunate. Literally, if there was a movie where she just sits at a table and drinks water and just looks at the screen for two hours, I'd watch it. So, just to let you know, uh, what was this young lady's name again? Mary Elizabeth Wine. So, if you can add Ronnie's name, his name is Ronnie Gorham, if you want to add him to your restraining order list, <laughs> uh, in case you see no, him at a convention, no, no. and he's I'm like, not, okay. sitting there watching, like, look, 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 she's about to drink, and I'm okay. like, Ronnie, we have to go. I'm not that crazy, but she's uh, she's one of my favorite actresses. So. Okay, that's all good. I, I, re- I respect you're crazy. Um, I think that, speaking of uh, DC movies that didn't do so well, and as a divisive audience, uh, the man who is the master of making divisive uh, DC horrible properties. Whoa, 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 whoa. You gotta give the dude credit. Gotta give him credit? You gotta talk about Zack Snyder. You gotta talk about the good and the bad. Now, he did make two terrible movies. Uh, was two? The Bat- uh, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, right? What else did he make? He did make Suicide Squad. Oh, oh, he didn't. Oh, no. man, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, wait, no. Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Justice League, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wait, did he make the first... Man, did he make Man of Steel? Did he make that yeah. one, too? Yeah, that's exciting. Man of Steel, I actually like, so I I have to say that one was pretty good. But but this guy also made 300 and Watchmen, so, you know, those are really good. Those are high up the bar. I don't know what happened after those two, but those are due. You do realize this is the same guy who made Sucker Punch, right? Yeah, that movie just I just you know be- visually it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, visually it was beautiful. <laughs> Storyline wise, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I have no idea what I'm watching. What you just described is when people have to say <laughs> something about Zack Snyder, they go, "What I just." Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say it. when people get high when they go action. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, I, I would agree. Let's if we start. To the actual news for Mr. Zack Snyder, uh, taking a few punches at him, and all, of course, with all, with love. We love some of the properties he does. We don't love some of the properties he does. Everybody has that in this case. Um, hey, look, uh, Josh Whedon made Age of Ultron 2. So, you know, yeah, wasn't true. the greatest Avengers movie around. It was cool, but it had some flaws. Uh, but he also made the first one. So, and he also <laughs> made Buffy. So everybody's got, like, some shit that, you know, uh, doesn't really settle well with everyone. Just Zack Snyder, for instance, for me, he just kind of happened to take some of the world-renowned characters like Batman and Superman and just, like, forget to read any comic book and just run in there and try to make some shiny, gritty shit. And he made Batman darker and made Superman dark. (laughs) What? Did he made worse cop and bad cop like that just that doesn't make sense to me but whatever okay not to not to uh, shit on shit on him any further um, oh and is, I forgot about Dawn of the Dead he did a good job with Dawn of the Dead Dawn of the Dead was that a was great also horror movie I, I agree with that 100% um, I think what we were talking about when it comes to Zack Snyder is he's actually just announced that there's going to be a three day event coming up at the end of March uh, is it is a fundraiser for the Art Center College of Design in Hillside Campus of California. Yeah, pa- Pasadena, uh, California. Pasadena, California. It is going to be a three-day event in which they're going to be showing Watchmen, Batman vs. Superman, and Dawn of the Dead. So, for the money, you're going to get to see two out of three movies. <laughs> um, the other one, if you want to skip the 24th, you're not going to miss anything. Now, the thing is, is all of these are special director's, or c- director's cut editions of the movies. So these are cuts that you're not going to see anywhere else, then? 
that tells me that I don't know how much of this movie has been changed, which means I could watch this movie to a point where I don't even realize that there's been enough change. Uh, so there could be like literally five minutes of change in the whole movie. I watched thirty minutes, the extra thirty minutes of Batman vs Superman, and it made the movie worse. So wow. if you want to go and do that, that's fine. You are doing it for a good cause. Again. I mean, unfortunately, if if we if we lived in California, I would go. But we'll actually be at Chicago Comic Expo literally that entire weekend. Exactly. So we will be as as Ronnie announced. We will be, and we said before on the show. Uh, if you are in the Chicago area and you're listening to the show, we do appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be coming down there to uh, visit you guys down at the C two E two, the big. Comic uh, convention that is coming uh, once a year uh, to Chicago, the beautiful city of Chi-Town's finest is coming down to uh, there. We're going to get Ronnie some uh, nice Chicago-style pizza, uh, take him on a little bus tour, and then uh, maybe let him ride the train. It'll be real nice. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you he's, so much. He's like, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy. Um, so, but that's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, we are going to miss the Zack Snyder uh, f- uh, festival of movies that they're having. Do they have a um, priceless up here. Oh, it's funny you should mention that, Ronnie. Ronnie said, hey, you know what? If I'm in town, I'm going to head over here. Now, I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to say to you, you maybe me you and I have different pockets, okay? For a three-day pass to this event, if you want to go see all three of these movies, you like these movies, you want to see the little few minutes of director's cut that he has, $275. Now, that does give you a discount on the um, the going separately to each movie because it'll be $300 if you go each day because each day is $100 by itself. I, I'm telling you, though, like I know this is for charity and all, but you... you must this movie must be truly something that other people haven't seen before if the prices are that high so you really think that because, there's a whole new cut because for me i feel like that's a lot of money like a because if this was like if this was like the, the same director's cut that went to dvd and stuff i'd say like if you're char- charging a you know like a charity price for someone to go to the movies to see something they could al- already buy on dvd 50 bucks Okay, all right, it's for charity, 50 bucks. But $275, all right, I must be seeing something. I must be able to walk out of this theater and say, dude, you didn't see the part where Superman did X, Y, and Z, did you? And they go, oh, no, I didn't see that. Cool. Then I then that money is well worth it. So I agree. If there is a one-of-a-kind experience being offered here, I think that maybe I could consider that. I definitely think it is for, the, for those prices. This is me being a, a spoiled little nerd in, in 2019. I'm not getting a meet and greet. I'm not getting a signature. I'm not getting a poster. Oh, no. I'm going to watch three movies I've seen before with a little bit more content I'm gonna on I'm going to tell them. you right now, it would be more than that if you got all that other stuff. you get getting a meet and greet. You realize it's Zack Snyder. We haven't seen this guy at all in, like, remember, he stepped away from well, due to yeah, a well, personal issue. Yeah, yeah, personal. He had to step away from Justice League, and that's why kind of we got the Justice League that we got. Maybe Zack Snyder had a better Justice League in, in mind. We don't know. We just know from what Kevin Smith has shared in terms of what was like originally supposed to take place, and then Josh Whedon was hired as an assassin to come in and destroy that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he, he wasn't. He, he came into that movie. Okay, that's may, gonna, may, maybe. May, maybe. DC, how you gonna hire the dude that started, who made the <laughs> DC uni- the MCU, what it is? If Avengers would have failed. So that's it. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> D- done deal. So he was successful in, in starting the, 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 the catalyst for this 22-year, 22-movie span, 10-year span of movies. And you're going to hire this dude to come over, and he's going to go, I'm not. He's crossing his fingers behind his back going, I am totally Team DC all the way. And so, then, so basically what you're saying is he ciphers character from Matrix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he came in like, yeah, guys, I got it. I got the realms. And when no one was paying attention, he started ripping, <laughs> ripping, ripping pages out the script. Nah, we're not doing and this. And just like the and famous like, scene. Just, just action. But we didn't tell us what to do. Whatever. Yeah, just like the famous <laughs> scene from The Matrix in that moment where the lady with the white hair is like, not like, not this. like this. Not like this. Not like this. That's if, all of maybe the- he t- maybe or uh, taking another movie from nostalgia. I don't know if people know this one, but like strictly business, mm-hmm. when those reports got switched, maybe he switched the script. Mm. <laughs> Gave him he's like, yeah, hey, use this one instead. I wrote this one last night. Like, but this one says that Superman runs with a giant kryptonite spear. Kind of seems kind of dumb. Action. Josh Reedy came near with a long beard Didn't give a shit about nothing that was going on Like He just pretty much He's like you know what I hate doing this to you guys I'm gonna be in my trailer drinking You guys direct it Just read the lines and then hit uh, press stop I'm gonna press stop uh, and I'll edit it later (laughs) Sorry about that guys But again uh, If you are in that area please go out and support It is for a good cause for the Arts Center College of Design Uh, So with that said I think that might be everything for movie news. Is that everything in movie news? I think we're uh, moving on to TV. We own the television. Now. We own the television. Now, big news in terms of uh, making sure that we have everyone included because there's no reason why we shouldn't and why it's taking this long to include everybody, all genders, all all different races in every we aspect are of pop the culture. World. We exactly. are the children. I mean, why can't we have? That? I forgot the rest of the words to the song, so let's move on. Wow. Um, that's a Michael Jackson song, and I think he's rolling in his grave because you forgot his song. Wow. Thank you so much, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, but with that said, uh, CW, we talked about that before, where Tyler Posey is going to be starring in a CW Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Boys. Uh, you, know when the, you know when they make a trailer for it to for a commercial for it to come on t- uh, Channel 11, it's going to be like, The CW's Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Boys. Um we have what do what do we have in but terms of it's news a for that? play on I guess it's a play on words this time around so they just casted uh for the famous frog brothers characters if you don't remember the iconic scene when Sam uh played by Corey Feldman I believe mm-hmm. when he goes to the comic book store and he meets the two guys to tell them about vampires and Santa Carla and stuff so this time around they are doing the frog sisters so the Frog Sisters are going to be played by an actress named Shaney. I might be t- brutalizing her name. Shayeen Haynes and Haley Tijoux. Mm. So, so I don't not familiar with either one of them, but uh, that's who they cast. So they're looking to give them a shark cool and lightly gothy little look. They're going to be teenagers who are, who work at Santa Carla's comic book store. So you know, let's see what happens there. I really appreciate this. And this is something that is like attention to detail. Yes. Uh, for some people out there, you might be saying, well, they're just checking a box. Yes. 
every time something like this does happen, yes, we are essentially checking a box, but it is also putting them onto screen and allowing people to see, hey, guess what? You know what? There are actual fans and nerds out there who know just as much about all this stuff that we talk about. Oh, and yeah. Girls. That, that are, that are, guess know, what? Well, like, I would say women, but. Who knows? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, well, girls well, and women. Either way, for females. Like, but, you know, uh, I think they might take these characters a, a step forward. You never know. Like, you know. Like in the original, I believe uh, the original Frog Boys were actually scared when they had to get into. Act- Remember, they talked tough as shit when they had to actually when they were working in the store. Yep. When they actually got in front of some vampires, they were like, ah, they were scared as shit. No. So maybe this time around, maybe the Frog Sisters won't be as scared. Maybe they'll be better prepared. All I need to know, and this this, this CW, if you if if anybody from CW is listening. All I need to know for this movie, there's only one guy that needs to be in this movie, and I need, I want, you, I'm, I'm gonna ask you if you know who I'm talking about. There's only one guy from the last movie that needs to be in this movie that is the most iconic guy from this movie. Are you talking about Keith Sutherland? Nope. Who? You don't know who? No. The sexy saxophone dude. Oh, the dude with God. the saxophone think, and the muscles. You think? Dun, 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 dun. You think he'll be in it? I Come don't know. On, really? He might be like super old now, so. Listen, all I need is that dude in this movie because I never realized. And do yourself a favor. I, I'll give this out to the audience. I'm telling, talking to you too, Ronnie. I want you to go and check the fact that this guy had a whole career off of that song. Oh, wow. Whole well, concerts mean, and everything just based dope. off that. You know, I'd like to see. I'm thinking about other actresses that are that are still alive and still doing stuff. I would love, love, love if they brought back Diane West. She played the mom. Uh, she's she, she's still living, right? Yeah, she plays on a show on Channel Two with uh, Tom Hanks' son. I forget the name of it at the moment, but uh, that would be very. Interesting. It would be awesome if they brought her back into some capacity. Or I'm like, I don't know if they have it in the budget for Keith Sutherland. But I think it'd be funny if they brought Keith Sutherland back as maybe like the comic book store owner or something. I told you boys not to come in here anymore. That would be just yes. hilarious to see the new vampires and have like Keith Sutherland like, I told you boys not to come in here anymore. But but, but give it a twist where he's not actually a vampire like, uh, you know, the other shop owner from the, other, from the video store. I, I really would love to see that for sure. Um... It, it is going to be pretty amazing just watching that because, um, I, oh, I'm sorry. I've actually, when I looked up the guy's name, I'm calling him a sexy saxophone man. Tim Capello, Tim the sax Capello. man. If you, again, do yourself a favor. It's just, it's and, just. And while we're down Nostalgia Road, uh, Edward Herman, who played the video, the VHS store owner in the original, who turned out to be the vampire man. I, I hope that this show definitely does like a little homage to him, you know, like oh, in love and love and memory because right. yeah, yeah. yeah, he passed away back in 2014. I'm yes. like, damn, there's an actor that I wish I could have met too. He was pretty dope. So what you're saying is that this movie is just going to be, I mean, sorry, this TV show is going to be filled. It could be filled with tons of nostalgia, or just ignore I, it altogether. I'm sure they're going to add some nostalgia to it because I'm like looking at the success of things like Cobra Kai. I'm pretty sure that's why we're getting this in the first place. Mm. They're going to add it. So I still we, we might we may get a cameo here and there from some of the Lost Boys got uh, actors because I believe all the all the van, original vampires. Empires from the Lost Boys are all still alive. 
Uh, yes, we have seen some of them at conventions where they're doing signatures and things like that. So you are absolutely right, sir. They are still uh, alive and kicking. Uh, especially uh, one of them who's going to be in a movie with uh, another nostalgia movie. Um, Ted, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Excellent adventures. It's a party every day. Oh, you remember, you remember that TV the, show? You remember all that? Yes, I, man. I remember all that. You gotta take. You gotta know your stuff, man. Wow. And uh, wow. yeah, you remember a lot more than I. <laughs> I just remember like Bill and Ted. Excellent. Speaking of cartoons like Bill and Ted, uh, that brings us to our comic and cartoon segment, uh, which I'm going to bring up something that I found out today that is pretty freaking hilarious to me. So if you guys remember the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and if you don't, you certainly can check out any streaming service or YouTube and check it out. That's like Scooby-Doo, Jabba-Jaw, you name it. It's like a a ton of them. Uh, They've been doing some casting for a new Scooby-Doo movie. Now, it's not been announced whether or not this is an animated movie or live action movie as of yet. But something we have learned is that not only uh, do we have... Uh, the, uh, some new people uh, voicing the characters uh, like Gina Rodriguez is actually going to be voicing uh, Daf- uh, sorry, Velma in this movie oh, cool. uh, okay. but uh, another famous comedian is going to be voicing Captain uh, Caveman and if anybody doesn't remember Captain Caveman um, it is uh, it was originally played by the late great Mel Blanc uh, he's from again the, ha- the Hanna Barbera series. Oh yeah, he's uh, iconic. He was the voice of Bugs Bunny. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, so a very iconic. He did voice. a lot of iconic voices. He pretty much did like all everything from that particular. He time was a, he was uh, he was the Seth uh, Seth MacFarlane of his day. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That, that is a very good poll there. Good kudos yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Kudos to you. <laughs> no. Uh, but with that said, I I think that. Um, that's exciting news for me because I could just imagine Captain uh, Caveman, who was already kind of funny, uh, being voiced by like Tracy Morgan. And I don't want to try to do my terrible Tracy Morgan impression, but I just I just know one thing that he says really well. No, no, I can't do that. No. Or Hustle Man from Martin. I mean, that's why I remember Tracy Morgan from the Pick most. up the pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I totally forgot he was on Martin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the chubby, chubbier version of it. See, him. we went from a really good sex man to a terrible sex man <laughs> in one good foul swoop. So, good pull there, sir. Now, uh, Ronnie is going to talk to you about a comic that he read. Hey, he actually reads comics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I read My Little Pony <laughs> My Little Pony 16 that I read this. No, I'm so just Shout out to the bronies out there who Ronnie is making fun of. Bronies? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, what I read, which is actually a book that I was not that familiar with, uh, which is Daredevil. I read Daredevil number two, which, uh, so the last arc of Daredevil, which was from Charles Solo, Sole, might be jacking his name up, but uh, at the end of that, that that last arc he had was uh, called The Death of Daredevil, in which our wonderful... uh, uh, guardian of Hell's Kitchen or Devil of Hell's Kitchen, whichever one you want to put, got hit by a truck <laughs> and winded up uh, in basically the ICU, uh, you know, basically uh, beyond death almost. So he comes back and this new series with Chip Dzarski, Diz- man, I'm just jacking up these names. I think it's Zdarsky, right? Who you met recently, right? At Midtown? Zadarsky? Yes. Uh, Chip yeah. Zadarsky. Zip Chip Z- Zadarsky. Okay, so he has a new story and a new arc where our wonderful character Daredevil has 
gone past this traumatic trauma that he has done, and now he's back on his feet, and he is trying to once again be the devil of Hell's Kitchen, but things aren't going that great for him, because, like, he's slipping off rooftops, he's getting beat up, <laughs> beat up in fight, his fights, his senses are off, so he's not the hero that he once was, and we get a, a large, large amount of flashbacks back and forth from uh, him as a child. So you know they bring in a little bit of his religious beliefs into this arc as well, and I guess that like he's questioning his faith and like his morals as a superhero. But on the other side of that too, in this particular arc, um, someone dies during a, a, an altercation he has stopping a, a couple of guys from robbing the store. One of the people dies, into which he finds out later on, and is like, "I didn't kill anybody." So in this particular arc too, it's kind of a who done it because you learn that someone may have framed Matt Murdock for murder. So it's an interesting book so far. I mean, they haven't revealed that much yet, but going forward, but uh, it's a very iconic scene with the kingpin watching uh, this news unfold on the news, which he has a wonderful little grin on his face. So I guess. He's happy to see our wonderful Hell's Kitchen devil in trouble. So I'm pretty sure that he's going to probably use his connection strings to escalate that a little further. There's also a new badass black cop named Cole North, who's uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, who's hell-bent on bringing in Daredevil at any cost. And definitely plays by the rules. He's not on, uh, he's one of the rare cops that's not on Wilson Fisk's, um, you know, payroll. So... A.K.A. Donald Trump. But, um, so, uh, we will, uh, see what that's like. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, beautiful review of the story. Uh, you can check out, uh, the review of Ronnie's work. Uh, Ronnie does work as a, uh, comic reviewer. Oh, yeah, uh, for, comics, well. so, for Comicsverse. For Comicsverse. So, so you, you can, can, uh, look it up. Daredevil number two on Comicverse.com and check out all the articles on there. Yeah, he does. He's been doing quite a few, uh, good, good things on there. He's actually making use of himself. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm doing good stuff. I was just using him as, like, filler for the show, but, you know, now I wow. guess, okay. I guess, uh, wow. you know, he has some other, uh, uses as well. So that's cool. Um, it sounds to me like I didn't read number two yet, but it sounds to me like they're literally just doing the Netflix series. Oh yeah, which it, is like, a lot of heavy influence from the Netflix series in this. Like but, uh, he had a near death experience, which happened in the end of Defenders in the live action show, and then he coming he's coming back, and he's a little like <laughs> off his game, and he's also unsure about his like you know identity as Daredevil as well as well as Matt Murdock as well as Wilson Fisk is working behind the scenes to take him down. Sounds like <laughs> season but three I'm sure, of Daredevil. I, I'm sure. Uh, Zdarsky's gonna is putting his own little spin on it. Of so. course, I like this Cold North dude that you mentioned. Uh, he seems pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to seeing who he becomes, or if he is someone who is uh, going to be his own character within the series. So, um, I think there's something very unique about Daredevil, and I think I mentioned to this, this to you in a, in a private conversation. But but besides the fact that he wears an outfit that symbolizes a bad guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I never actually thought of that until I, like, like I said, I think I was telling you off air that I'm like, I didn't realize until I was reading this, like, you know, I've never read a lot of Daredevil comic books, but I'm like, yeah, he were, he's a guy who dresses as a devil, he's a devil <laughs> which is a symbol of evil, but he's a symbol of hope. You mean like a bat? Yeah. Yeah, like dressing like something that has 
this neck this sort of uh, negative connotation. Well, bat, well, using it well, for good. well, bats can be cool though. People can think bats are cool. No one says the, no. Ever? No one says the devil is cool. <laughs> uh, Satan worshippers? What do you well, mean? Well, I mean, I'm talking about not. You those, said nobody. I'm talking, about not, I'm talking about not those people. <laughs> those are people. Regular who people say. who do not worship the devil. The same thing with a bat. I don't know about you, but if I'm walking around in a parking lot in Walmart and I start hearing bats, I'm running from a I'm car. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Look at that one. Well, wait, you can maybe you can go to the uh, Zack Snyder uh, verse and then have yourself float up in the air when the bats fly around you, <laughs> and then eventually eat your ass because it's like 500 of them and one of you. Like, oh god, that Batman versus Superman—it just hurts my brain. I can't believe it's okay. It wasn't that bad. Okay, I'm all right, all right. I'm not gonna. I'm go. looking across this table like, what are you? You had to smack me like, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, with that said, uh, yes, I think that was everything in terms of our comic uh, and cartoon news, uh, which brings us to the top of our show. Our top of our show, uh, we were actually. Uh, going to talk about the winners of the 2019 Oscars, the 91st annual Oscar winners. So where do you want to start, good sir? We can start with the best song winner, which goes to Tell Me Something, I swear to God, if you say that shit again, why? Why? Are you tired of this modern world? Or do you need more? Hey boy, ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Are you looking up the lyrics? No, I can't. I'm starting, you. starting to know them by heart now. Jesus. I'm saying it so much. So, best original song did go to "Shallow," which is both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Now, which as, I believe I did predict right. There were, yeah, you did mention that. Uh, so, kudos to you for you for guessing that. One thing I will say with this is that. The annoying amount of controversy that came out of Lady Gaga and Brad, Bradley Cooper's performance was annoying. If you saw if you I'm I, Watch like, it for I yourself, am not, I am not one be the for, judge. I am not one for speculation, but if you can get a hold of that footage, watch it. But that it's easy that to get a hold of it. That moment looked like at the very end. She looked like she wanted to put his her tongue right down his throat, <laughs> and he looked like he was gonna let her. And then, it, and like I said, it looked like he for one second she forgot. Oh yeah, he has a significant other. <laughs> I think that what we saw was a great performance from both of them, from an acting standpoint okay. and from a singing oh, standpoint. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. No, don't get me wrong. The news ate that shit up and was looking at it. And even Jimmy Kimmel, when they had her on the show, said that, which is like this very you know intimate moment, which people were very shocked of. People don't normally see that kind of thing. So for me, I I, I looked at. You tried to at give it. him the bidding for the. Doubt. I got a bidding for the doubt. And I say, I say that she she wanted to put her tongue down his throat. You saying that Bradley Cooper wanted, like wanted to do something? I mean, they look—they were looking at each other. Now, I'm not saying he wanted to cheat or anything. I'm just saying, like, the way that they were looking at each other—that something that, there. like, if you could insert some music in that scene, you would have inserted "Dude, let's get it on." <laughs> or "Careless Whisper." Oh, let it on. Yeah, or something. Okay, I can see that. I, I can see the passion that was there. So. Yeah, there was a lot of passion in the eyes. It looked like you want to take this back to the hotel room. It's like, no, your wife is here. I can't like, take that. Oh, 
Well, with that said, uh, congratulations to Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, uh, Rocket Raccoon, and Lady Gaga. Hopefully, one day Oscars. he'll actually win the Oscar too. That's like the second time that he's been nominated that he didn't win. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's but, a pretty uh, good director. He's an awesome director. I did he was he up for best director? I don't think he was. Uh, I believe he was. No, right? I'm actually looking right was now. He? he was not. No, best director. Oh, no, no, no. Was Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Cold War, uh, Powett, Powell po- Kowalski. Oh, he uh, was in the best actor na- yes. uh, category. That's the other Yargos. one. Yargos. Oh, but since we're talking about uh, best adapted screenplay. No, we're, uh, oh, we're talking about best director. Uh, oh, no, no. I was moving on from that. Oh, I was I'm saying, sorry. Go I was saying, it. since we were talking about uh, brother Spike Lee, he, he won for best adapted screenplay for uh, Black Klansman. Along with Charlie Charlie Wa- Charlie Watchell and David... Rabani- and Rabanino Kevin Wilmot. So yeah. four people. Yeah, okay. four people. Even though they celebrated <laughs> just Spike Lee, I'm like, he wrote. The, I mean, Spike Lee's movie. got the biggest name. But, so. it, but I feel even more than that, his win was dope because he finally got one. I couldn't believe he hasn't had an Oscar before with all the about time, like you know, with the uh, Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing and all the other great classic movies he made. But he one th- one quote I want to say that that he said, which was awesome at the end of his speech, which was, "Let's make make the moral choice between love versus hate. Let's do the right thing." You know, I had to get that in there. I just thought yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> he said, "Do the right thing" when it comes to the the next election. I'm like, well, He's very I, don't think, vocal. I don't think people are going to listen, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in, in humanity. I believe that they're going to uh, learn from their mistakes and they're going to move forward. From oh, there, shit. So. <coughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> With that said, uh, let's talk about somebody who we were very excited for, which was Miss Regina King. Regina, Regina King, King won Best Supporting, I'm sorry, yeah, Best Supporting Best Supporting Actress. She done went from 227 to Beale Street and yeah. got her, picked herself up an Oscar. And if you see that, have you seen if Bill Street could talk? I have not. It is a pretty good. <laughs> it is a pretty awesome role. I she, haven't. Let me tell you right now. Uh, uh, and I don't remember what comedian said this, but he was like, "Let's go to the award show where we can watch a bunch of uh, people be nominated for movies we haven't seen." <laughs> so I'm like, I think it might have been Jimmy Fallon. I'm not sure. Maybe Chris uh, Rock. But one of them said that. But yeah, I'm like, I haven't seen half of these movies. So I think the only one I did see was Black Panther. Black Klansman and uh, and it's like one of oh and a Star Is Born. Other than those three, I haven't seen any of the other ones. Mm. Uh, best actor, since we're best talking about best supporting actress, best supporting actor, Mr. Ma- Mahershala Ali for Greenbrook. Twice now, two, two time, time, two time. I say two, two time, time Oscar winner. Two chain. He got the two Oscars on his on his. He can wear those around his neck now. I'm like co- Cottonmouth. I'm like, Cottonmouth is a two-time yeah, Oscar winner? People be sleeping on Mr. Ali, man. People be sleeping on his his uh, performances because he is he is definitely a guy who embodies the characters. I mean, he was in one of my favorite movies of 2018 just as a voice actor and wasn't even in the movie that long, but he made a significant difference, Yeah, which was the, uh, the Prowler. Talking about in, Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-verse. Which won for best animated series You know I feel like it was a landslide uh, victory to me Not just because it was super good or whatever But the movies it was up against Let's all face it The rest of the movies in that category weren't that good Like the sequel to Incredibles I have to say was not that as great as the original I agree 
it was okay. And uh, what was it? Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph Two was another yes. sequel that was eh, it was okay. It was more like uh, uh, something they could have put as bonus footage on the first DVD, but that's just me. It just seemed like a side story. Um, I agree. Greenbrook actually walked away with Best Picture. Which now I had to say for the first time in my life that might have been my first pro-black moment when I was standing at the TV, standing in front of the TV with my fingers crossed, and they said the winner of the Oscar goes to Greenbrook, and I stood up like, oh, it's some bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> I wanted Black Panther to win, but they no, gave I it to Greenbrook. It. Greenbrook, so uh, just taking a side moment before we talk about or, the uh, next or category. Or Driving Miss Daisy too. wasn't exactly that, but I get what you're saying. I, I understand the reference of it. The 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 I, want, I don't want to say blackout because they used that before when a, when a bunch of black people didn't win. But let's just let's just take account for a second. I don't know if you you counted uh, the diversity of this year's the awards. The diversity in of this awards, but yeah. it was massively black. Like best picture, Greenbrook, um, best animated film starring Miles Morales, and of course the other characters were in there as well. But it was starring Black Spider Man, uh, Black Klansman for uh, what's his face for. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay um, Best Supporting Actor Mahershala Ali Best Supporting Actress Regina King but like, I mean, it, That it shit mean, was it, That's it, a lot it, It's a lot And it's a great stride And it's also it's, it's also a good Because they're winning You can You can honestly say That they are really winning They're winning For great bodies of work And they're not just Being handed trophies Because a few years ago We were bashing the Oscars And they were saying Oscars so white they're actually, you know, getting these these rewards for really good films and, and roles that they were in. And you let's, know, let's not also forget the other ones uh, for Black Panther, which was nominated for seven, but only won three. Oh, uh, but uh, well, one of them was, like, Best Costume Design. Best which Costume I Design. I believe she was, like, the first African-American to win that award, which you is kind of do- pretty dope. Um, best Production Design, which is great. I would say, you know what, shout out to... Um, Black Panther for best uh, costume design, and I'm gonna tell you why. Somehow, some way, that movie had regular people who weren't nerds who don't co- know who don't know shit about Africa. Don't know shit about Africa cosplaying as Africans, as Wakandians, because we all went to the theater. I guarantee you, there were some people that probably think Wakanda's a real place in Africa. <laughs> trying to call a travel agent, like I'm trying to take my family to, book, to Wakanda. What are you talking about? I can't book a flight to Wakanda. I, 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 I work hard I earn my money Listen, if I was a small country or a small place within Africa I would have changed you my name you could be like that Firefly event what was the event with that guy uh, Fire you could be like sure you want to go to Wakanda <laughs> it's going to be uh, 1500 it's going to be 1500 per person how do you want how do you that shit was terrible <laughs> how do you want it no it was fake remember it was all fake it, it was like it, yeah they had like Sleeping tents from uh, Sandy and some other shit. Like it was, you gotta watch the documentary. It's called uh, Fire Festival F Y R E Fire Festival on Netflix. Pretty uh, interesting scam to watch there. But uh, you're going back to the Oscars. Oh, let's I, let's give another shout out to Afonso Curon who won uh, Best Director for Roma. Yes, Alfonso Cuaron, man. And, let, guy. And, and let's also give a big shout out to Mexican directors in general because they've been holding shit down at the Oscars. I believe Mexican directors have won like the last six years in a row. The best, been winning, yeah. The uh, best director. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Wait, him. Uh, 2014. What is it? 2015, 2017. Yeah, 2017 was Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. 
Yeah, they've been winning. They've been they out here winning. So they are definitely diverse so this year. What you're saying is we maybe, don't need to build a wall. Maybe not a wall, <laughs> but maybe a like bridge for us to connect with other countries so that we can have benefits of great movies and great things from other people around the world. Like America's supposed to be. I'm not even gonna get political. Well, but yeah. Well, we don't do that anyway. But you know. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, more culture, the more culture, the better. So, what was your? If you could choose one one uh, thing from here, uh, one moment in the night that you thought one was like your moment favorite moment. In time. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find it right now because I kind of feel like I had that thought in my head before you even said that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes from the best actress category. I can't seem to. I can't find the best actress category. What was her name? What was her name? You know who I'm talking about? The, Olivia? the woman who won for best actress. Uh, yes, it's right here. I am what looking was, at what was her, her name? living name. It was Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. That was one of my favorite moments of the night because, like, she literally not only uh, she she made a funny uh, comedic speech, but like she also like Glenn Close was her idol, and she <laughs> apologized to her for winning. I'm sorry. And then she and then after her speech, she's like, "Thank you so much. This is never going to happen again." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, um, and then she had the moment too, where she was saying, like, if my kids are watching at home, you know, I did it. She's like, if then, if they're not in there in bed, good job to her husband for not for like. <laughs> her, it was uh, the realest speech that you can get. <laughs> yeah, on stage. but I'm like, I think she, I, I haven't even seen um, what was that the favorite with her and Emma Emma Stone, but. I thought, yeah, she had one of the best speeches, and I'm like, yeah. her, I'd say her and Regina King's moment, because Regina King said oh. something like, this is what happens when uh, when love and support, like, yes. you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, she's, we all know that she's come a long way in her career, and she also made a promise, like, that she was going to make sure that a lot more women from, oh, doesn't, doesn't matter the cultural background, that she's going to help bring a lot more women to the forefront to be more, you know, to be more involved in, in the entertainment industry. Absolutely. I mean, again, I, as, we, as I mentioned before early in the show about the CW and having more inclusive and changing, the you know, CW. characters, I think that more and more, uh, we should see that more and more throughout all of Hollywood. Because let's face it, these movies are essentially what kind of shape our opinions about different parts of society. Some of us will will never or have never um, gone to another country. So we may see a movie or enough movies and that will create in our mind what certain uh, characters will be like when we think about them. Well, it also opens your mind too, especially when you're younger because maybe you didn't know that much about Mexico. Now maybe when you do get older and you get money, you want to go there. And explore more. You never know what career paths that could lead you may to. Meet your, meet you might want to live in there. Other, live there. There's so many opportunities around the world, but we have to be exposed to it. What that means, we have to open the door to the to Hollywood, to the entertainment industry, to the arts, to allow people to come in. Um, there's so many more categories here. One, the one that I just really want to take a moment to, uh, I call it my my own special moment was. I was I really felt like that moment in you you remember this moment with Michael J. Fox in uh Teen Wolf when he hit that uh that last shot. Uh yes. That that's one of my favorite one of my favorite movies. That moment for me was when into the Spider-Verse. I cannot sit here and tell you 
how freaking excited I am to own that movie. It's to on digital that, right now. To know that Spider-Man is an Oscar winner. <sighs> to know that uh, Stan Lee's in heaven like Excelsior. That movie is just... It's such a beautiful homage to the character that like I grew up with. And it's just like... I love the fact that there's so many scenes in that movie. We've talked about it on the show. If you've ever, never ever heard me gush about that movie enough, I will continue to gush into the end of time about that movie. But there's so many parts of that movie that are are, are layered like like black like you black Panther. Know one of the funniest things that didn't didn't happen at the Oscars, which would have been funny, like if it would have happened, which is. Hold that thought for a second, Ronnie. We actually have a sponsor this week. Uh, none of that. That is going to be Fortress of Solitude. Uh, where are they located, good sir? Uh, they are located uh, where Superman... Uh, they are 53 University Avenue in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, check them out. And it's not the dangerous part of Newark, so you don't have to be scared. No need to be afraid. You can even catch a bus or train to this location. Lots of public transit is available to these guys. I know these guys personally. They are super geeks. He and he doesn't know them. Of course I know them. They're my boys. And I'm what's, very happy. What the, what's their name? Uh, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It's, it's no. the owner. His name is Jose. Uh, shout out to him uh, and Fuji over there. Uh, very, very cool guys. And I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for all the many years of service. Uh, and I want you guys now to go out and buy some of their comics and enjoy all of the lustrously pop culture deliciousness that they have i was actually able to get a batman damned uh brand new number one uh, number one for only 30 bucks over there so these guys know about deals they're not looking to rob anybody uh so go ahead and check them out uh where are they located sir 53 university avenue north new jersey in the safe part So what would have been funny is if Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Bocelli would have came out and been like, you're welcome, you guys. Well, I don't think that they were uh, fully responsible for this on their own. So, you know, maybe Mark Bernard and as well as Donald Glover, who also started this whole thing back with the whole Donald Glover petition. Well, Donald Glover wasn't there, so he wasn't even there to accept his, oh, own, he, his own award for... Uh, 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 was he nominated at the Oscars? No, he wasn't. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the Grammys. Yeah, Grammys... I don't know if he was at the Oscars, but he if was, he was if he was there, then they should have had him come up on stage too. That might have been dope. It could have been cool. Uh, shout out to Bart, Mark Bernardin for that awesome article, uh, which led to uh, Brian Michael Bendis being inspired, as well as by his own kids, uh, to create such a cool character and Sarah Petrelli with her amazing artwork. I'm actually hoping one day to be the next Mark Bernardian. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's definitely an inspiration uh, to uh, journalists everywhere. We definitely look up to this guy, so big shout out to him. Um, if you don't know who that is, that is Mark Bernardin of the uh, Fat, uh, Man, Fat Beyond. Man Beyond. Yes. Uh, and he is actually used to be with uh, Entertainment Weekly and Hollywood Reporter and every He's, other major uh, one publication. Of the, one of the writers on Castle Rock. And, yes. Um, uh, what's the name? Treadstone. Treadstone. Which is, which is coming out soon. Yes, that's related to the uh, Jason Bourne universe. So uh, big kudos to him. Uh, with that said, we're going to bring it on home to our final segment of the evening, which is going to be WWD. WWE Wrestling. No, no, you got to say it right. WWE Wrestling. 
so uh, there were some big returns that happened. This was all about big celebrations and big returns. Uh, we had well, some not so big, some some really big. Well, yeah, we had uh, on SmackDown we had Matt Hardy returning as delete, well as delete, delete, delete. But, but it wasn't the deleter of worlds. It was uh, yeah, I felt like it was his regular. Matt and Jeff self that yeah. returned. They, they had a Matt, uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy moment where they fought the bar, which is ironic because the last time it came back and made a big moment, he did fight in that uh, against the bar to take and the they titles. Took the tag team titles. Uh, that was amazing. They'll probably do it again that, once the Usos defeat Shane and Miz again. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably go ahead and take the tag straps from. Uh, well, they are going to be fighting at Fastlane for sure. Uh, but before we jump right into SmackDown, let's go right back to Raw. The Raw started off and kicked off with a bang with the return already advertised in the news. Uh, you've seen it everywhere or heard it everywhere. With Roman Reigns, the big guy, the, the big, big guy. dog, is back. As he said himself, he is in remission, and he is back in full swing, jumping right back into the ring. Uh, you can actually check out our Instagram where um, I got a chance to go with the Queen of the Universe and part-time Eric over to New York to actually talk with the big dog himself. And due to scheduling conflicts, I couldn't be oh, there. Oh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah, scheduling conflicts. Is that right? You know, you I creative differences? Yeah, is that right? yeah, I couldn't be there. Oh, okay. You know, I wanted to be there with you guys, but I, I couldn't be there. Yeah, you know? Ronnie's a fucking loser. That's why <laughs> I couldn't be there. Uh, but shout out to the big dog. Uh, it was very nice meeting you, sir. Very humble, very I, nice. I can't help it if my schedule's very busy. Uh, well, you know, uh, the Roman Reigns isn't going to, you know, work on a schedule around your punk ass. So, you know, he <laughs> but, was yeah, out there. He, uh, last we saw this guy was back in October when he told us he had to relinquish the universal title due to uh, a little battle with leukemia. But it looks like he will uh, win his battle with leukemia. So he was back in the WWE, which is very, very awesome news. In some less... Awesome news. Batista returned in what was supposed to be, to me, in my opinion, uh, this great, oh, surprise moment. He came back and like and beat up Ric Flair. Like, so they chose a storyline where he beat up a 70-year-old man. <laughs> like, what, what? I don't know. The storyline, you know, I thought when they had that storyline where Shawn Michaels was supposedly broke was one of the worst I'd ever seen. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and add this one with Batista's return back. I'm glad to see Batista back in WWE. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they were, like, the way that they brought him back wasn't a good choice to me. To me. Well, to me, if, it, if I would have brought him back, I would have had Ric Flair do a celebration. And in the corner, we'd have looked over... And they would have realized that he's standing there very, very slowly bringing something. <laughs> he would have been like, almost as if I'm invisible. He's invisible to the naked eye because he's slowly moving. And uh, Triple H would have been like, we can see you. And then he would have been like, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, God, love this guy as Drax. Uh, so he did have an old school Batista moment for me. I think that this moment was great because if anybody remembers uh, Batista in his, like, heyday, um, he was one hell of a bully. Oh, yeah. Like, he's also a very dangerous wrestler. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still dangerous. Well, he's dangerous in and out the ring because I can never forget, uh, what was it, Spectra mm-hmm. with uh, the James Bond movie because he literally <laughs> almost threw James Bond off a train. That was one of the most, like, memorable moments in that movie. <laughs> he almost killed the shit Everything out of James Everything he Bond. did, he was just blocking. <laughs> and it was, like, one last minute where he got hit by the girl. It was like, well, James Bond could not actually beat him. So, yeah. Um, a not-so-great moment in cinema history for him was that movie with the RZA. 
what the hell is that? Iron? Oh, uh, the Iron. Well, no, I actually thought that wasn't bad. Not to uh, my, I didn't say the movie, I'm talking about his role. Oh, yeah. yeah. His role, not so much. His role, no, yeah. not so much. But Man, we all Man have that. Man with the ones. Iron Fist or whatever it was. Yeah, that movie was pretty decent. Um, but going back to wrestling, I think one of his best moments, I still hold to this day, which is very exciting for me, uh, was the moment he beat John Cena at WrestleMania after hitting him with a powerbomb and John Cena kicked out with his last strength. He then got mad and ki- kicked well, him in the head, him in the head, and pinned him for one, two, three. But I think the crazier part of that match is that John Cena actually like had a fractured neck, <laughs> and he was out of wrestling for several months. After that, like, oh, okay, you got a little bit pent up aggression there. So I think that I don't think that the kick was the one that did it. I think something else in the match actually caused the injury, and the quick pin with the kick to the head. Uh, just kind of sealed the deal and ended the match so that John Cena can get the medical attention he deserved. Um, shout out to John Cena. He's an awesome dude in real life. Oh, um, you as know well what? As in the ring. Speaking of more terrible news, I forgot. So they replaced Coffee Kingston in the... Uh, he's supposed to fight Daniel Bryan for the WWE title mm, at Fastlane. But yes. tell, him, tell him who they replaced him with. Um... They replaced him with, uh, was it Shane, o- Shane, Shane McMahon? No, not Shane McMahon. Not Shane McMahon? Uh, somebody we haven't seen in a while because he was on the shelf from injury. Ah, Sami Zayn, right? No, I'm talking about wrestlers. Oh, okay. oh my God. Wow. Sorry, shout out to Sami Zayn. Ronnie apparently doesn't like you as a wrestler. Um, I am a. I actually will say that it was none other than Kevin Owens himself. <laughs> Look, I didn't even have a rebuttal for that. I just let's just move on. I'm okay. gonna move on from that. <laughs> Kevin Owens came out there and uh, pretty much took his. What Vince McMahon came out there and said, "Hey, and and, and this is my translation." Stole the black man's opportunity. <laughs> took, took the black man's <laughs> opportunity and said, "Listen, fuck your eleven year week. Don't mean shit. You ain't no headliner." Kevin Owens is the show. <laughs> Look at him. He just lost some weight and got himself in shape a little bit. Yeah, like, now he's going to walk out there and sign the deal while Coffee Kingston looks sad. I don't know. Maybe they have a bigger plan for Coffee later. But I was just like, so? uh, it's just like annoying that they brought Kevin Owens back like that. Like Kevin Owens is okay. I don't feel like he's like a mid class wrestler. He's right in the in-between. He's not a big kind of wrestler. He's not yep. an A-lister. He's not a C-lister. So I'm going to call him a B-lister. Okay, I think he is a B-lister for sure. Um, He went he, and then to make matters worse, in in on SmackDown they tag teamed him with Coffee (laughs) Kingston. Kind of bullshit. You know what that is? That's almost like you waiting for a promotion at your job, but they don't give it to you. They give it to the new guy, and then they have you train him. Yep. (laughs) It's it's just like really like so. You really trying to get stabbed? Okay, cool. I mean, listen, I, I understand certain parts of this whole thing where maybe they wanted to bring Kevin Owens in and they just didn't know how to. So Vince McMahon and all of his snap judgments recently decided just the same way. I want to take a little segue uh, over still in WWE, but something that uh, I was talking with Queen of the Universe the other day uh, that kind of been rubbing me the wrong way with WWE. And I'm going to go ahead and blame it on Vince McMahon, because I've noticed this ever since Vince McMahon has come back. Everything yeah. sucks. Well, <laughs> not just that, but specifically talking about the women in WWE. Uh, Do you notice that he, for Alexa Bliss and I believe Mandy Rose? Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Both of those two have been having these weird, like, 
you know, old school attitudes, sexual uh, moments, like the, the terrible moment where some random dude walked in on Alexa Bliss uh, and all she she had to cover her top. Well, or, I mean, they I've, I've heard rumors that some they've had weeks where their ratings weren't that good. Maybe that that's a small. I know it's a step backwards, but I'm like maybe it's a small step to try to get a ratings boost. Did you see or at least did you check out the cringeworthy moment where? Finn Balor is out there talking on Alexa Bliss's uh, basically version of Miz Talk. Uh, she's on there, and Finn Balor's on there with his Intercontinental title, and she's like, ooh, behind that title is these... You know what I have a problem with that, that title? It's covering up those abs. Maybe if you show us those abs, I can show you... And then, you know, uh, what's his name? Leo Rush comes out there and interrupts her weird... We don't know what the fuck she was going to say moment where we're like, listen, Vince, we don't need that shit. We don't really need that. But I feel like also I said before, Alexa Bliss right now, you know, she's like uh, she's like the uh, the superstar in a glass case. If one of the top of the superstar women get superstars gets injured, break the glass, and now Alexa Bliss is back in the top spot. But right now, we don't really know what to do with you, so we'll give you some weird segmented show, and occasionally you'll take your top off. Okay, thanks. Nope, no problem. But then Manny Rose is like trying to seduce the USO, yeah. and it's like a neon. Yeah, Listen, it's definitely whole, a step back in wrestling. That step backward shit is is whack. Like you you're taking two wrestlers who actually can wrestle, and you're making them just like eye candy again, and you're going. Back, sliding back into the but, Divas But let's era. face it, uh, like we're guys, so the eye candy thing will always work. So it, I, it feel will like, work, I feel like there's that, no that, reason to do I it. I feel like it's just a trope for ratings for, to me. That's what I'd say. Okay, I can I can understand it. I just don't necessarily condone it. I think it's a stupid idea on their part, and it just shows another moment where, like, um, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Can we have Vince sit his ass down somewhere? Like, just he, I don't know. They, away. They, they came back and they said they were going to give the power back to the fans. I haven't really seen. I have you have. Am I the only one that feels like they've been doing the opposite since they took over? They've been like taking away everything. It's we like, want. yeah, we got Becky. You know what they're doing right now, which is pissing me off. We are wasting weeks, weeks of storylines that could be going on with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch with this whole. Oh, at first we weren't sure if Becky's going to be able to compete. All she has to do is go to the doctor. Otherwise, she's going to be suspended. Then she goes to the doctor, and they say she's not suspended. And then they say, okay, cool. Like, you know, you're good to go. And then all of a sudden, the minute she's good to go, then it's like, you know what? You think you're the man, huh? You're the man. So we're going to replace you with Charlotte. What the fuck you sent her to the doctor (laughs) for? Like, what? That was stupid. So it's like, you're... They're trying so hard, and I understand in this day and age with social media, and they, and, and we're all in the in the phase of like sharing. Well, I, while we're at it, I think they kind of overuse social media too. Like you don't, it's kind of like I say about trailers. Like you don't need to see so much, so you don't need to talk about so much. Like it was highly predictable that Sasha and Bailey were gonna win the tag team titles. Oh, you mean the because they like? Connection? I mean they were talking about it repeatedly like weeks before it even happened it's like oh man did they win i'm so surprised how about a little less a little less of that i i don't know i'm just that's just my own personal i think you're right in that sense that we it definitely needs some critique in that in that area they need to work on a few things another uh but besides coffee kingston getting the screw job of a lifetime um and rick flair's birthday being ruined by batista 
One other thing that um, was brought up in a recent conversation, and I wanted to point this out where, again, this is where you, I'm going to take it back into our earlier conversation with Zack Snyder, where you don't even pay attention to your own material. On Monday Night Raw, you have Ric Flair, who is 70 years old, gets his ass handed to him, supposedly by Batista, and his birthday is ruined. On the next show that comes up, you have his daughter, who has a great relationship with her dad. Everybody knows this. Says nothing about Batista whooping (laughs) her dad's ass, but instead she's used to do a promo to promote the fact that... um, not only is uh, not only did Vince McMahon come out and put her in the main event at WrestleMania, but did the same fucking storyline with Kevin Owens by taking Coffee Kingston out. So now, are we expected to see? Because Kevin, if you, if you haven't seen on social media, Coffee Kingston has come out with this long ass message about you know how he it was painful to deal with it, but at the same time, him and Big E and Xavier are still going to push forward, and hopefully, you know, oh, yeah, we still yeah, can get a future I, opportunity. Yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm pretty so, sure they're. Hopefully, they capitalize on all the the hype that was surrounded by Coffee Kingston. But I feel like for me, as long as I've been watching WWE, they won't. Yeah, they'll I capitalize mean, on it like two years from now. But right when now, it's too late. When it's too late, no one cares. You mean like Braun Strowman keep fighting Baron Corbin for some fucking reason? We don't care. And then uh, you got wait. Let me get this straight. So you got Bobby Lashley. Who is supposed to be like feuding with Finn Balor for his Intercontinental title? Who to me should be the actual guy fighting Brock Lesnar at Mania, which would make for a better match for me because it's a big guy versus a big guy. So it's not someone Brock Lesnar can just, you know, toss. Well, let let me take that a step back. If he didn't have the persona that they gave Bobby Lashley right now, where he's this Hollywood superstar who can't be touched and all that stuff, but. The regular Bobby Lashley, that would be a good match. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. So you want to see a turn for Bobby Lashley and then, you know, let the beast be the beast? I, I just think that would be a good match because I'm like, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, That even though that's great, it's like, haven't we all seen this before? And, like, even if he wins, what's next? He's going to fight Roman? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm right. like, their 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 friendship's gonna be short lived because his friend's gonna spear him and want his universal title back again. Yeah. Or will they do it like the uh, like Sasha and Bailey, where they'll fight, or like Natty and Ronda, where they'll fight for the title, but they're still friends. It's like you know, uh, fr- fr- friendly competition. You know, you the champion, I'm still going for the belt. I think what also you have to realize is that there also has to be at some point. If Roman Reigns is saying, hey, I should be going back for that title because I never technically lost it. But also, you if Brock Lesnar is still going to be around after WrestleMania, then you also have that feud as well. So that, to me, sounds like they're going to probably do a uh, put Brock Lesnar in a match with Roman Reigns and maybe some other people. And one of these guys is going to SummerSlam to fight uh uh, Seth Rollins. I tell you point. one thing: if Batista plans on sticking around for a while, I wouldn't mind seeing Batista try to go up against Brock Lesnar again. I would personally like to see that. I'd pay. I'd I pay don't the know. King's I don't that. know what would happen this time around because I'm gonna just go ahead and call it like it is. Brock Lesnar right now is a very balanced breakfast, so <laughs> Batista coming back with ring rust. Might not fare well. He might need a couple of matches beforehand. Might need a couple of months before that would happen. But yeah. I mean, well, okay. Let me let me just correct that. While Batista's been away, he has not just been sitting on his ass in Hollywood. 
This dude is now Brazi- like actually studies Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he might fuck Brock Lesnar I mean, up just I a mean, little bit. I mean, like, he, that he, is- I mean, he might, but while he's been off in Hollywood doing that stuff, yeah, he's been training. That's great. Brock Lesnar has been the champ. But he hasn't done it. Okay, that is that. Brock, that to me, yeah, Brock no. Lesnar. No. I'm gonna tell you right now, like Brock Lesnar has been around and doing all this stuff for quite a while. It's it's if you backtrack it, it's it's, it's not like last year. You know what? Brock Lesnar just got hot last year. Oh wait, the year before that. Oh wait, the year before that. Because I don't know how many years ago you know that he beat the Undertaker. Now that was a couple years ago. Now That's a couple years. I, I what I want to say to you is this. In the year, we're in the third month of the year 2019. How many times have Brock Lesnar fought in a match for that Universal title? He hasn't fought that many times in a match. Once. He hasn't fought that time. In 90 in a, days, he, one time. He hasn't fought that many times, but he wins every time he fights. I just and, want to say this and, one time. And, and he's fought in guys bigger than Batista because he's beaten Braun Strowman at least four times and Braun Strowman is a guy that's way bigger height and muscle wise than Batista I agree I think that he certainly so he can't get the job done <laughs> it's kind of like the Hulk and uh, Thanos it's like if Braun couldn't get the job done I mean you got some there's some big shoes to fill Mr. Batista but well, you know, we'll see what happens. Those are more yeah. fantasy matches that WWE don't give a shit about our nostalgia, and they're like, hey, do you want to see Charlotte and Ronda Rousey? Or do you want to see Ronda Rousey's terrible... So, so um, worst, worst performance of the week in, in terms of wrestling is uh, Draw and SmackDown. You got to shit on Ronda again? <laughs> Ronda Rousey is cool. I like her. I met her. She's a really nice lady. Um... Very intimidating as well. Met her for only a few minutes, but I I, I felt the power. Um, but I will say that she does have quite a ways to go with not only her ability in the ring, which is getting better, but also her ability on the mic. Uh, she gets affected by the audience way too quickly, I, and she I, starts I think, to stutter. I do, I do think she gets affected by the audience. But I do think that she's she's pretty good on the mic. She just has to polish it up a little bit. But some of the stuff, the fact, the problem is some of the fans don't go over well with her, so they drown her out when she's talking. And that but makes some her of the, lose her But cue. some of the stuff that she has said is like is on point. Like I one of the I still remember when she was like the only door you ever knocked down is the door to John Cena's bedroom. I'm oh, still I'm still like oh she's got nice one liners. She got yeah she and uh, and the other what was it the the first time that her and Becky ever had an encounter and it's kind of funny because if you break away from these storylines for a second she told Becky Lynch that you're lucky that we're in this ring because if we were not in this ring and there weren't any cameras on I would snap you in half in a second and Aaron, and I'm just thinking <laughs> taking for taking into effect for a second that we all know that this is true she would kill it yeah in real in real life if they got into argument in the back she'd probably kill Becky in two hits. <laughs> or one. I, I think I told you recently, like, I found this randomly. I was looking for something else, and I was, like, looking up, like, Guinness Book of Record facts, and I'm like, Ronda Rousey's in the Guinness Book of Records for the, for the fastest, for the fastest submission hold, which is 14 seconds. She tapped me like, 14 seconds. Could you imagine? That means that if you met Ronda Rousey in a parking lot and you tried to throw a punch at her, she could have she could break your arm in less than a minute. <laughs> there's something to, there's something to think about there. I think that she's definitely um, 
gone gone many many leaps and bounds in her wrestling career, but she still has a long way to go. Oh yeah, her she terrible really uh, promo that she had with uh, Stephanie McMahon this week. And uh, how tall is Stephanie McMahon, by the way? Because when she was in the ring with Ronda Rousey, I'm like, she's taller than Ronda. Ronda is pretty short. <laughs> yeah, I was a, like, a Stephanie McMahon's pretty tall. But she was towering over her, looking at her, and she decided, as predictable as it is, uh, she decided if she's not going to fight, you know, Becky Lynch, then she she's not fighting at all. Not fight at all. She laid the title down in the ring. Oh, um, okay. Stephanie McMahon, by the way, is 5'8". I did not know she was almost six feet tall. Okay. She's pretty and tall for a if woman. If you look at Ronda Rousey, you'll see the difference in the height. But what was also interesting as well was um, the simple fact that the whole leaving the title in the ring thing is just kind of sad in, in the same instance because it's like, well, on the real side of this, it would be okay if I wasn't sure if Ronda Rousey was coming back uh, for that title. Oh, if I didn't mean- already get an email about buying tickets to Wells Fargo, Philadelphia, <laughs> Raw, and Ronda Rousey is already there. So, I, I mean, you know, she, may, the- she may be there, but she may not have the title with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe they're going to keep I mean, same. I don't know. You, you'd be surprised. There's still a lot of Monday Night Raws before Fastlane and Mania. You never know if... If, you know, if Monday Vince McMahon awards Charlotte Flair the Raw Women's title. Which would be just like, if you want to make a bad situation worse. Or or, or he may make a match. All right, you know what? Fuck Ronda. We need a champion, new champion tonight. And so tonight's main event is going to be Charlotte Flair versus somebody else. And the winner is the new Rollins champ. I'm pretty sure, like, I don't leave anything off the table after the stuff they've been doing as of late. So you're all bought into the whole shakeup thing. You're ready for No, I think it's annoying, and and so far they've been doing a sucky job at it, but, you know, we'll see what happens next. Let's see what happens when the dust settles at Mania. Well, I'm 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 pretty much ready for uh, them to already get to uh, Mania at this point because uh, what they're producing in between is just not getting me very excited. I'm very excited by the seats that we have because they're freaking amazingly close. The fact that yeah, we're going to yeah, WrestleMania that's, together. Yeah, that's thanks to me. You're, uh, you're welcome. That's thanks to me. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> I was in line already, free, freezing my ass off while I was sitting there at home. Oh, uh, you're freezing your ass off from, from your warm, comfortable apartment there, on your laptop? Sipping on hot cocoa, trying to keep myself warm while sitting in line. Um, but yes, with that said, uh, that was our last segment for tonight. This has been episode number 77 of the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast Show. As always, I'm Markel. And I'm Ronnie. And uh, we want you to make sure that you go out and spay your new to your pets, as always. <laughs> spay your new to your pets. Spay pet. your new to your pets, please. Uh, take care of them. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go out there and try to be nice to somebody. You know, I mean, there's enough bullshit going on in the world. There's enough bullshit going on on TV. You're seeing bad guys hopefully coming to justice. Some of them still getting away with shit. But you can be, you know, the good you see in the world. Uh, you know so, what? And I'm going to leave it on. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, guys.